Blog Talk Radio. Radio uh, Open Forum here. Uh, we continue uh, with uh, our verified um, uh, guest, uh, Dr. Freddie uh, Member here. Very passionate man, I guess. Never knew him like that, Nathan. Uh, okay, here he's, he, he's yeah. on. He's on. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go. Uh, Dr. Member, you are welcome to the uh, second. Um, yeah, please go ahead with the. I'll com- complete your answer if you do remember where you were. Yeah, I was saying you educated people have got access to all this information. You can read it for yourselves. But there is a difference between somebody who wants to understand something and asks a question, asks for an explanation, and somebody who asks a question to humiliate somebody to put somebody down, no matter what you say, that person will not get it. And you can't change the, that person's perception. It's done. They have got a position that they have taken on an issue or on somebody. It's not in my duty to torture myself with that. I'm not very much bothered about what one wants to believe or what one says. What matters is me going on with the duties that I sincerely believe in and doing them to the best of my ability. So the story of Zambian Airways, the story of the post is told. But there are people who want to make political propaganda out of it. If they can't do that, what else can they cling on to? You see, if they can't try to discredit us with lies, with calm, how else can they deal with us? Thank you. Okay. Uh, Roger, um, you, you want us to, to take one or two more questions from other people? Yes, yes. Go, go ahead. Let other people ask some questions. Okay. Uh, let's go to Mr. Msonda. Uh, Vawilis, please go ahead. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Roger. Uh, welcome to uh, the radio, Dr. Membe. Um, you may thank you not much. remember. Thank you. You may re- remember, you know, in 1991, I think when MMD came into power, I think I was uh, the youth chairman for Munali, and you wrote an article uh, that talked about uh, President Chiruva uh, being in a BMW like a, a thumb. I think you remember that because it, it brought a lot of problems. And we, the youth in Munali, I, almost... I, uh, I, did not, I, did not, I did not write it. It was a column. Okay. It was a yeah. column in the post which was produced by Joey Mwinga, the late Joey Mwinga. All right. It was uh, not I, a news story. It was a column, a theatrical column. Okay. So what happened that time is the, uh, me and the other youths, we, we came to your newspaper and we wanted to, you know, as youths that time, we wanted really to, 
to sort you out in, if I, for lack of a better term. <laughs> but here, here is my point, Dr. Membe. Immediately we did that. We got instructions or we got a word from State House itself, and we were chastised. We were told that should never happen in the news and the dispensation. Moving forward, what I'm trying to say is the press freedom that was set by the MMD at that time. Right now, your newspaper is even shut down. All Most progressive media houses are shut down. The patriotic front is shutting down on so many freedoms. Now, the question, uh, Dr. Membe, is what are you, uh, uh, as a political party, what are you doing to support Zambia moving forward? Because clearly the patriotic front has failed and must move out. And by you being the, uh, by yourself as the Rainbow Party and so many other parties uh, 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 bringing about fragmentation, so to speak, not uniting, the PF will rule forever. What is your solution? Or do you have any political party that you can link up, that can dislodge the, uh, the very powerful PF right now? Because they have all the resources, they have the government machinery, they have the funds, they have everything. This is the time for all political parties to unite. Where is the stand for the, uh, the, your political party, Mr. Member? Thank you. We have made our position very clear on political parties. We have nothing against political parties. People with like minds who share the common vision, share a common agenda, they have every right to unite, to form a pact, and to contest an election. We are not a party that was created just to win an election. We were not created to just remove the PF government. We have a much more bigger strategic objective. We are a socialist party. We are a socialist party, and our strategic objective is to creating a fair, a more fair, more just, more humane society in Zambia. That is a socialist society. Those parties that have been formed to simply get an individual in government as a president, they are different from us. Even if we removed the government today, what are the differences in their policies? Removing a, government, a sitting government today is not our main strategic objective. Our strategic objective is to create a socialist society. We are not a capitalist party. What are the ideologies? What are the manifestos of all these other parties saying? We have published our manifesto. We have made our ideas, our intentions very clear. You can go to our website, you will find what we stand for. It's not government for the sake of government. Look, I'm not a young boy. I've been around for some time. I've seen what political experience does. People have ganged up to remove this one, you remove that one, you replace them with a worse situation. There's no improvisation. We have no alternative but to tenaciously struggle. If we struggle, and we convince our people who win, 
no matter what money people have, we socialists have always fought from a disadvantaged position. I told you of my history at the beginning of this program. I come from the South African Communist Party. The apartheid regime was very powerful. It had everything. But we didn't lose faith in our convictions. We didn't make unnecessary compromises. They were supported by the USA and all the imperialist governments. They are part of the regime. Did we give up? No. We defeated them. We won. Even the Cuban Revolution there, when the grandma landed with Fidel and the team of 82, they were attacked immediately and scattered. Only 12 regrouped. We six guns, not even machine guns, but rifles, six rifles, 12 men. They regrouped. And in 25 months, they defeated an army of Batista with over 350,000 soldiers, well-financed, well-supplied by the United States. We are fighting from a very disadvantaged position today. It doesn't matter. What matters is the opinion of our people. We work, we struggle. We are not improvising. It's not getting into the government for the sake of it. Those who are bothered about getting into government for the sake of it, let them group. We don't have a problem. After all, they share the same ideological outlook. We struggle. We have alliances. We are not without alliances. We have strategic alliances. And these strategic alliances are not the alliances formed out of a meeting of sitting in a room and signing documents. No. We have strategic alliances with people, with Christian organizations that are committed to the cause of the poor. We have never sat with them. We have never discussed with them, but we're in a strategic alliance with them. We are not looking for happenstance alliances just to get one individual into power. Already people even know when they speak to you about an alliance, they know already who they want to be a presidential candidate, who they want to put in state house. They already know. If you ask them, tell us who, you, who is the current, who is, who is going to be the presidential candidate, they will not tell you. They will not tell you. <laughs> we are not in that. We are not seeking power for the sake of seeking power. Those who have common ideas, common views, let them join hands and defeat the PF government. If that's their strategic objective, it's not our strategic objective. If there are socialist parties in this country, we are ready to work with them. Who subscribe to our manifesto? It's not positions, we are not interested in positions. We are not even interested in who becomes the president. We are interested in what changes. There are parties who, who just want to fix what is broken in the Zambian society. Fix one leg of a chair, fix one leg of a table. We are saying we are changing everything. You want us to go into an alliance with such people. How are we going to work together after that? When we tell them we are changing everything, they say, no, we want to fix the, the leg. Again, we start fighting. The, Please, the website. we are not uh, 
cheaply seeking power. We are not obsessed with public office. With or without us, there must be revolutionary change in Zambia. With or without us. The individual is nothing to us. Fred Membe is nothing to us. Positions are nothing to us. We shouldn't even overvalue you know, the, an individual. No matter how meritorious, how much how, how intelligent they are. The role of an individual is such a tiny thing. It's such a tiny thing. Uh, we are not uh, stopping uh, them. Uh, I wanted Let to say... Go ahead and say yeah, Dr. Mbe, I, I wanted to say the... Hold on, Bam, Bam Sonda. The, uh, uh, there's a lot of things to talk about. The, the website for the party is socialistpartyzambia.com. Just one word. Socialistpartyzambia.com. Socialistpartyzambia.com. Uh, before we end, Dr. Membe, you've made this statement: we are not going to, we are going to change everything, not just fix one arm or one leg on the chair. What does change everything mean? The economic system, the social system, is changing in Zambia if we win the elections. If the Socialist Party wins the elections, our program is very clear. We are setting that. We have a manifesto. Nobody has put their manifesto right now to the public. You want us to negotiate with people whose manifestos we don't even know. Who has seen the manifesto of all these parties? People are saying they should unite. Unite around what? Just chasing Edgar from office. of what Mwalimu Nyerere said one time. He said, mobilize all the little money we had gotten from SISO. At that time, Tanzania had only SISO to export. And we started pursuing Idi Amin. We burnt all the fuel in, small, in our fuel tanks. When we were approaching Kampala, on the outskirts of Kampala, Idi Amin just went to the central bank, took all the money that was there, and jumped on a plane and went to Saudi Arabia. And he left us watching the plane. <laughs> After uh, we have done so much our resources. Can I? What uh, is your question? Okay. Just one what is the question of Amsonda? Uh -huh. uh, I, I think Dr. Fred Membe is evading the questions here. Dr. Membe, this is not South Africa. You are, you are talking globally. We are talking about our country, the country that is facing the biggest uh, corruption allegations. Or the, the biggest. We have a corrupt government in, in Zambia right now. We are going through the poorest. Zambians are very poor now. The government is not doing anything. And, and here you are, you, are, you are talking about your freedom struggle. The political party that we want or the alliances that we want is an alliance that will remove the PF so that Zambia can go on a, 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 a good footing. Right now, the country is going south. I did not mention any individual. No. Uh, I don't know which individual you are even referring to. We want the Socialist Party to offer solutions as to what they will do when they ascend to power in Zambia. And as long as you are talking like this, you are not offering any solutions. I don't see the Socialist uh, Party anywhere close to state house. So you are, you are evading, you are clearly evading questions. And alliances are very important. 
Zambians at this juncture have to come together to dislodge the patriotic front because they are taking a wrong direction. This is not the Zambia we know. You know, I know. You've been around for a long time. If you care for Zambia, you should unite with somebody or some people and chart a new way forward for Zambia. So you're talking about uh, you, you, what you did in Malawi in uh, the African National Congress. We, we don't mind, sir. We are talking about Zambia. What is your solution? Don't evade the questions, please. Thank you. I've not evaded your questions, sir. I've told you we are not getting in the alliances you want us to get in. That's not evading your question. I've told you we are not getting in those alliances. We have made our position very clear. And we are not stopping anyone from getting into an alliance. Those with common aims, common agendas, common objectives, let them unite. We are not part of that. We are a socialist party, we are not a capitalist party. So you don't care about the direction of Zambia, no? It doesn't concern you? You don't care? Sir, we formed a party. And it's not easy to run a party. We did not form a party to go and append it to another party. We are still building our party. It's a new party. Right now, I've been six, away from, six weeks away from home. I'm in Northern Province. I'm talking to you from Northern Province, not from the Kampoti of Lusaka. I've not been with my family for the last six weeks. Before that, I was four months away in Western Province. We, did, we are creating a, a new party. We are forming structures. We are recruiting members. If we wanted to join another party, we would have simply joined. There was no need to create this party. This party was not created to be an appendage of another party. Those who want to unite, we are not stopping them. By creating a party does not mean we care. I know you care more about Zambia from where you are. But you are not the only person who cares. And also, don't insult other people's integrity. There are so many people who have formed the political parties. They have the right, the constitutional right, to form political parties. And they fought for the right to form political parties. They didn't form the right, they, did, they didn't fight for the right to form only one party. If you create, a, if you have a party that does not go into an alliance, then you don't care about Zambia. I think that's a very simplistic approach, sir. And I think it respects others' freedom to create parties of their choice and be in them. You okay, are not but, the only care in Zambia. Zambia. And if you accuse me of that, I've got also the right to go for you in the same way. Nobody has got the monopoly of the way. Nobody has got the right to attack others to demean others. Don't demean me. I've not questioned your patriotism at all. I've not questioned your patriotism at all. Don't question my patriotism. Let's take I a question a from... If our party refuses to go into an alliance with the, which you want, so what you want is our dictate. Your word should be our command. 
I'm sorry, sir. Life is not lived like that. Let's, let's respect convictions. Yeah. Let's respect let's other question. people. Let's take a okay. question from another person as we conclude. Uh, we've gone Thank beyond you. our time. We've gone into another short uh, time. Uh, Alan in Florida, please yeah. uh, ask your question. Get to the point, please. We've run out of time. Okay. All right. So my point is what I am hearing is that uh, it is uh, your party's way or the highway. You are not willing to compromise with anybody, work together on anything, unless they agree with you. But that's not how compromise works. And I think moving our country forward, there should be some give and take on certain important matters. I know you are talking about the future of Zambia, but my grandmother, my cousins are hungry today. They can't wait for tomorrow. So where can we work together today to fix the hunger of today? We appreciate and understand your future going five years and direction you want to take the country. I respect your convictions. I respect your approach to politics. Form a political party and join an alliance. This party was not formed to go for an alliance. I've made it very clear. We have a program that is well spelled out. We have a manifesto that we have put to the Zambian people. We have an outlook that we have put to the Zambian people. Life is about compromises, yes. But there are certain compromises that you don't make in life. If you do that, you suffer from HIV. You become a political prostitute. We are not political prostitutes. We are not opportunists. We are not opportunists. Prostitutes suffer from so many diseases. We are not prostitutes. We are not political prostitutes. Even if it means staying in the opposition for 50 years, for 100 years, let it be. The others who win, with or without us, those who are pursuing an agenda that is exactly a chance, who win, with or without pact. TF1 in 2011 without a pact. They didn't have a pact, they won. The others can also win, and we already have a So what is the problem? And we are just a small part that has started. We are just a small party that has just started. We are still building our structures. We rush into a marriage before income of age. Hunger mm-hmm. age marriages. Mm-hmm. We are a small party that has just started. We have just launched our manifesto. We are explaining our objectives, our principles to our people. That's what we are doing on a daily basis. If we get into a marriage, what are we going to tell our people we are doing? Today, we just pursue removing PF. Policies are we going to sell under that alliance? What are we going to tell the people we are going to change next year? Our agenda becomes a single agenda. Removing of PF. Has anybody sat down to see what is needed? Has anybody put forward their program, their vision for the country? We have. Those who care to read, you can find it on our website. We have our manifesto there. It may not be the best document, but but that's what we have put. That's what we believe in. If the others see deficiencies in it, they can form another political party that is better. The Zambian people who have a choice. 
Let's not deny the Zambian people a choice next year. Let them have a wide choice. Let them choose. That's what multi-party is. We fought for this. We struggled for this multi-partism. Let the Zambian people have a choice. If they want to continue with the PF, that's their choice. If they want UPND, that's their choice. If they want the Socialist Party, that's their choice. But let the Zambian people have a choice. We are not PF, we are not UPND, we are not NDC, we are totally different. And that's very clear, we are not getting into a marriage for the sake of it. For the sake of just winning power, no. Let it be. You can label us anything that you want. You can call us any name that you want. At least we'll be true to our convictions. We know how to be flexible and we know what to compromise on. But we are not going to compromise on the building of a different type of society. That's what we created the party for. We didn't create the party to, de- to, to, to remove the PF, no. That is not the main objective of the party. Yes, to get into government, you have to remove the ruling party. We didn't create the party for coalitions of all sorts. We didn't create the party to get into marriages of conveniences with all sorts of contradictory elements. Those who prostitute themselves end up badly. We are not there to improvise. We struggle tenaciously, and we know how to struggle. We socialists know how to struggle from very disadvantaged positions, and we will struggle. You can call us whatever you want. You are entitled to that. You can accuse us of whatever you want, and you are perfectly entitled to that, sir. But we are not going to get into marriages of conveniences. Marriages of conveniences don't last. When the convenience lasts, the marriage also lasts. And the people are left in limbo. The Zambian people have been cheated for too long. Let them see something different. We are offering something different. If they accept it, we'll be glad. If they don't accept it, they're entitled to that. That's what multi party democracy means. Dr. Membe, what we need is a level playing field. That's true. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna take one more comment. I am like to say, well, please promise me to be brief and to the point. To the point. We we've taken time from uh, another segment. One more comment, and we'll let Dr. Membe go. He has stayed uh, more than uh, the time we agreed upon. Right. Say what? Thank you, Mr. Kama. I just wanted to uh, say thank you. Dr. Membe to come on the show and uh, I like your view and uh, you, you have uh, um, inspired me to do more research about you. So thank you for coming, Dr. Membe. And uh, when I visit Zambia, I would like to sit down and uh, talk to you. Thank you so much for coming and keep up your fighting for the people. Thank you. Thank you very much. We, I really appreciate the discourse. And the discourse is not only about when you agree, but even when you disagree. But uh, we need to discuss in a manner that respects others. Mm -hmm. In a manner 
that is dignified instead of calling other people all sorts of names. It doesn't wake, it doesn't encourage discourse, it encourages actual separation. Mm-hmm. Let's disagree, it is necessary, but let's agree, let's disagree in a respectable manner. Let's respect convictions. We will not agree with everybody. That's why we have a plural society. Humanity will always be there. We have a multi-party political dispensation because we know we don't look at things the same way. If we looked at things the same way, we'd all be in one party. But we don't look at things the same way. And because we don't look at the things the same way, we have different groupings. Mm-hmm. But those different groupings should tolerate each other, should know how to live in, in differences. Democracy is about managing conflict, conflicting positions. Ladies and gentlemen, the only thing that our, we, know, hmm. we need to agree on, all, all of us, is we have one country. But yeah. that one country should accommodate, accommodate diversities. Diversities in political outlooks, diversities in religious outlooks, and so on. We are one people in diversity. Dr. Membe, thank you for taking the time and for staying beyond what we agreed upon. Like I said on the introduction, this, your featuring on this show was a long time coming, and we do appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Wanda. I, I know she's listening to Celia. You are the best. And uh, thanks for the interaction for making this happen and the coordination. I, uh, we've already agreed that we shall feature. I'm interested in talking to the young lady that your party has picked as a parliamentary candidate. I believe it's in Mongo, Western Province. We are about promoting young people getting involved in the political process. We are about that. Thank you, sir. Have a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Same to you. All right. Roger. Yes. So we'll go through and do an analysis of uh, Mr. Um, uh, Dr. Membe's uh, uh, presentation here. Uh, how many have been converted, Nathan? Uh, let's let's uh, let's see uh, where we go with that. Yeah. So uh, let me see the numbers which are on here, which didn't say anything. Area code six four seven six zero five zero. Good morning. Six zero five zero. Good morning. Yeah. So Vakasonso. What is uh, your take uh, on uh, Dr. Membe's uh, presentation? Uh, I think it was uh, an excellent presentation, and he has uh, obviously um, insight into issues of uh, his country and Mm -hmm. issues that his country are facing. I was uh, particularly impressed when he recounted the poverty levels. um, Yeah, I like that one. Each province by country. province, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. He, he, has, uh, um, he has soaked in the weight of the responsibility to make uh, uh, some changes. And also um, his position on, um, on his uh, profile as an individual, uh, the organization he has worked for, 
clearly, uh, that part of the reduced cost uh, was a little bit undersold in my view because if the, there is an impression that uh, the organizations in search to, uh, you know, went under. You know, you remember, Sata, how you used to characterize Din Mungombo? Uh, Sata would uh, take, would chronicle Din Mungombo's involvement with Capital Bank, the in-room investment, and he says that, and then he says, all of these are gone. Where would the young man get the wisdom to come back and take and run them? So he used that to campaign against Din Mungombo. So, and I think that, it is very easy for a person to use the companies that uh, Dr. Membe has been associated with as a testament, mm-hmm. to, as a testament to, uh, to, to the failure. But I think what he underthought is that actually those are highly successful stories that show the capacity to run, start a business enterprise from the scratch, regardless mm-hmm. of governmental institution and fight. That resilience uh, was... Um, is very critical to the uh, the kind of leader that we need for the country, and I think he should have sold uh, that a little bit more. You know, the 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 the, the, the also some things he said about um, their investment in Zambian Airways and and the, the thrust to be able to get some of the foreign exchange back and stuff like that. So, from the economic standpoint, he is very versatile with the issues of this country, and from the point of view of experience, he knows where the problem is in the country. And uh, some of the ideas that they have espoused on the socialist platform are, are very excellent ideas. Uh, but also, we must also recognize the limitation of the terminology socialism, how it has been sought. It's like... In some <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes. Dr. Gasonso, that's the, that's the uphill battle. Immediately you mention yes, socialism so, yes, for the, yes. the Zambians. Roger yes, and everybody, yes. for the Zambian, when you say uh-huh. socialism, what comes uh-huh. to your mind? You need. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even some, yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't have a country tagged socialist, which must be a model for, for how we run countries. So if I were in his shoes or the advice that I could throw in there for free is to minimize the use of that terminology and promote the concepts and the ideas. The people who receive the ideas much more, especially most of the steps are very pragmatic. For example, he, how he touted the manner in which they run the, the post. He touted that the way they run the post as a socialistic way that they run it. But if you look at it on the details, it was innovative. It was a mix of different ways of doing things. And just making employees have a better life and better opportunities, push them and expand the enterprise. And, and I think he has the skills and he has the, the knowledge of the history of his country um, to participate in leading his country at the highest level. And I must mention this on a humorous level. Um, I, I, <laughs> I laughed a lot when, I, um, when it felt to me that trying to drag him to join an alliance so it was beginning to feel like you're pulling teeth, you know. So, <laughs> so you know, um, and on that score also, he must recognize that the strength, there is strength in joining up with other people when you're working with the people uh, because change is in- incremental. Change is incremental. So some of his ideas and his trust, he can rub it on the people when he is connected with them. And I don't think it's very, very um, uh, constructive 
for them to, to spend just all their resources forming this political structure and then be away from the corridors of power where they can make uh, that change uh, yeah. So I think they must be able to read the times. Uh, that's the thing. They must be able to read the times in which they are operating and link up with people, even people who don't think like them. You can go and win people on the inside. You can go and influence how people do things. You can also suggest a platform of issues on which you can stand once you are inside there. And even when you're working in a group, I, I like the fact that it's very humble. There, there is no rush for him to become president tomorrow. Yeah. So the most, the biggest benefit Absolutely. that the country can generate is from his ideas and his passion. Bamsonda, your take? Roger. Uh, I partially agree and uh, partially disagree with uh, Dr. Kassons. You know, uh, yeah, the, this man, uh, Dr. Fred Mende, he's, uh, he's very unpatriotic in my own opinion. Why do I say that? Firstly, you know, this man is a, a, a victim of uh, one of the fundamental freedoms uh, that has been taken away from the people of Zambia. His newspaper is closed, and he cannot That's a good see point. that. Yeah. Mm. Secondly, uh, the formation of the Socialist Party. If you guys remember, how many Zambians, uh, top Zambians, were there at the launch of the of the formation? It was people from Cuba. They came with red T-shirts, and they formed that. He had an infusion point. from the Socialist Party in Cuba. So Fred Membe is being used, and when he was speaking, my sense, I sensed that he was speaking to somebody. He's here to, I mean, to, to, to portray an image that he's oh, yeah, doing something, absolutely. because he's being paid. Any normal Zambian right now, my brothers and sisters, is concerned about load shedding. He's concerned about the corruption going in our country, about the road contracts, about, uh, you know, the fire engines and things like that. That is why when we call uh, for action for every Zambians to join, uh, for every Zambian to join together, the, the, this is the, the challenge of the moment, and he clearly does not see that. So, and, and you know, he, he, he painted himself as this guru, the guy who's so straight at the post, and he promoted this and this and ran the post like like a model company. No. We know his deeds, the, 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 the tracks that he was asked about, the, the taxes that he was not paying. We know he was not doing that. So this is not a clean man, and we don't need politicians like that. A politician that does not come to unite when his country needs them, when, when the country needs them, does not need to be on the political scene. He's getting some money from somewhere. That's why he's speaking like that. And he sees no need to unite <laughs> work with anybody because we can do it it's, it's, it's speaking from the belly that's my my, my, my thinking this is a traitor he, sh he shouldn't even be on the political scene you know you know this is the why they say politicians sometimes are, are very I don't know crafty individuals cannot be trusted uh, here is a man telling us his investment in Zambia Airways was a socialist act. Uh, Dr. Membe, are you kidding me? Who are you kidding? Mm. Who are you kidding, Dr. Membe? 
And you've pointed out Ramosonda very rightly. He invited some of them who are not even allowed to come in a, in a country. Socialist yes. people from from Cuba. And today mm-hmm. he has told us how bad the socialist uh, model in Cuba is so bad, in Russia is so bad. And yet I am I'm yet to hear what his model is going is going to be. You know? So, so uh, and all that being question. defensive when you're asked about uh, uh, Zambia Airways, uh, pe- people hate you. That's why you're asking those questions. I, I guess you're in the wrong kitchen, uh, Brother Membe. You are in the wrong, wrong kitchen. That's all we can tell you. You're in the wrong kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you ask a question? Yes. Your take on. Mm-hmm. My, my take is that uh, it's unfortunate because there's another man that I can talk to you about who is um um uh, who who has got very good ideas but has refused to compromise and he's nowhere in mm. the political scene in Zambia. In General uh, Mianda, you listen to him; he can explain Zambia to you inside out. He knows how to fix the country. A, B, C, D, he will tell you, he will be like, man, we could do this. But he will not work with anybody except himself. Yes. This is, this is, that's why I asked him, so it's your way or the highway. And that's not going to work. And then the example that he gives, most ideas on paper, they look good. Socialism on paper is good. But at the end of the day, socialism becomes animal farm. All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. That's what socialism ends up in. Um, when I've been to Cuba... Many times. It's just Corona that has stopped me from going this year. When if he ends up in Havana, in the nice hotels in Havana, yeah, he can post and say things about Cuba and, and uh, socialist state. But when you go to the people where we go, where we go in Santa Clara, in, in up in the mountains there, people live like it, it's crazy. A 50-year-old man having to drink a Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola for the first time in his life, when we went there and bought it for him, took him to a hotel. Uh, and this is somebody who lives six hours' drive from the capital city. <laughs> so there's, there are many other things, the way they live there, and how government rations their food. You have four people, you can eat this much meat. You can have so many eggs. There are so many things. So we don't, we don't get their food by what they see in Havana, you know, and, and think it as all. If I was him, what they would do is look around the world. Look at systems in, that have worked, and maybe point out the advantages, not just painting a blanket, we are socialists. It's not going to work. And then my people are hungry today. You can't help them today because um, I am not the one who is in power. But he's claiming, on the other hand, that they are not there to, to go into state house or to remove PF. If you are not there to remove PF, you should be willing to work in the lower rank to get some seats in parliament to unite, make voting blocks that will block the president's decisions that are hurting the people. That's when you see that these people are interested in the people. You know, there are people who know, like for instance in South Africa itself, there are other socialist friends. What they understand is that, uh, Mariema understands that he's not winning presidential elections, even though it talks like that. But they're influential enough as few as they are to make real changes in South Africa. This is what our political parties don't understand in Zambia. There are things that we can do, parliament level. How about we just go after parliament? We are going to ensure that within five years, parliament is, has ceased. It's no longer a rubber stamp for the ruling party. 
We are going to go in there. We're going to call Kafefa. If it means throwing a few chairs, we'll do it until Parliament begins to agree with it. Something that we can say the opposition has done is this. The whole uh, idea, Bachari, of uh, a compromise he talked about, it is uh, alliances. You compromise yeah. so that you you you, you bridge the, the differences. Uh, but you can't even take Matt, a single compromise. That's what tells you. Yeah. He cannot take a single compromise. So he's lying. He's not compromising on anything. He could have given an example. I agree. I, I agree. Uh, uh, Dr. Pat, good morning. Michaeline, Michaeline. Try color with Dr. You, Pat. Charles North Carolina. Oh, good, good. A lot of rain, but it's yeah. fine. Oh, wonderful, let wonderful, me, wonderful. Let me let me say this. <laughs> my, brother, yes. my brothers. Yes, my brothers. My brothers. My brothers are so polite. <laughs> they're so polite, but they're tough. Man, oh man, you guys are tough. And 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 you're polite that you didn't jump on Dr. Membe. But um, but you're tough, and I agree with everything you're saying. I agree with every point you're bringing up, and and hopefully, uh, Brother Membe will 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 listen to it and take it into consideration. Because if if I was the president of Zambia, the first minister minister of agriculture I would have is Dr. Membe. I agree with that. That brother, 100%. That brother can make a, he can bring a lot of changes to the agricultural yeah. um, status of, of Zambia. So, but uh, and and I would love to sit down and listen to uh, his historical perspective on many things. He's, yeah. he's been through a lot and he knows a lot. And I would just um, bathe in his historical perspective. But at this particular point in time. My brothers that spoke a few minutes before me are on the mark, and they're tough, but yeah, but it's but I agree with them. What what I would like is any and all of the prospective um, candidates to be president of Zambia is to ask is for us to ask them these questions that we've been discussing over the last three years. And it has to do with what they would do or what will they do or do they include this in their platform. And as you know, we want to know if he or she will put in place an FDIC-like protections bureau. We also want to know if he or she will have economic cooperatives to produce investment capital for small borrowers. And we also want to know about his or her plan to eradicate malaria. And we also want to know uh, how he or she is going to address the flooding problems. And we also want to know whether or not he or she will remove the Public Orders Act. Uh, and there's two more things that we and there's two more things that we want to hear from the candidates. One, return funding to the college chancellors from um, politicians and never close the universities. And the final thing is, uh, has to do with prisons and drugs. 
trained and trainers, pathways to jobs for uh, the brothers coming out of prisons who have served their time. This is what I want to know, and this is what we all I like want that. to know. N- not what they did in the past or the poetry that flows from their mouth at the present. We want hard mm-hmm. prose, and we want to hear what they're going to do. If they're not going to make any changes, why can, why give them your vote? We want solid, solid platforms, and we want solid, solid answers as to what they're going to do. Lord, Lord, wonderful, wonderful, yeah. Doctor Pat. I, 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 I like that. Wonderful, uh, brother Patrick. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, yes, I just yes. To say, um, want to apologize in advance. I'm, I'm not as uh, first on Zambian history as I should be, um, but I, I, I just wanted to draw a distinction between what's happening around the world as far as these political races. And I hear a lot about political parties, and I don't hear a lot about people. Um, the notion that I need to, we need to take over the country before we can show any change, I don't understand that. There are things that you could do now if if you have a platform and you have a party and your party has a plan, you can take a small swath of people, a town, a village, and you can implement something that shows that it works. Because if we look around, as far as the Socialist Party is concerned, I don't know of any socialist country that is currently going that I would want to live in. So if, 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 if your version of socialism is going to solve the ills of the people, then where is your experiment? Where have you gone and done this in the country so that we can look and see, say, hey, man, you mean they did it on a small level, they did something on a small level that seems to be working. That's a good point. That we can take and analyze. But this thought of in order for us to do anything, we have to have control of the whole country. Doesn't make sense. And, and I'll just give you this in closing. At Stanford University, one of the professors in the entrepreneurial class gave the students an envelope and said, with this, what's in that envelope, in two hours you have to make as much money as you can with what I gave you in that envelope. They, they all open the envelope. There's five dollars. So you had some kids taking the five dollar, going buying lottery tickets, and things like that. But you had other, you had other students who said, you know what? Forget the five dollars. And those are the students who did the best with nothing. One, you know, some of those students went out and pumped uh, other students' tires for money. But the students that won called up companies and said, look, we're Stanford, and we have the best students in the country, some of the best students in the country. If you want to recruit us in two hours, we need somebody from HR to come on during our time for presentations, and you need to put your presentation to the students and recruit them. They made $683 from nothing. That's the kind of ingenuity we need. If, you want, if you're saying that you can help people, then show us. What, have you, what are you doing now to help people? So that we can analyze. Just talking is just, you know. I mean, <laughs> we we don't know. Do something. Mm. You don't need millions of dollars to to help people. 
Show us that you can help us. Show us what we, you can do on a small but, scale but, but, that but we Patrick, can analyze. You know. Yeah, but Patrick, I'm with you 100%. Uh, now let's uh, um, follow it up with his greater message of an equitable um, a message uh, without us looking at socialism. Uh, the equitable uh, message. How? What can we build from uh, fr from that message? Because I think we all are crying from a society which has some form of equ equity. Uh, here is Brother Charlie, who is saying uh, an old man in Cuba, uh, I don't know, 60 years old, has never tested Coca-Cola. Uh, you know, those are kind of stories you find. H how do we uh, thrive? Uh, maybe in our capitalist societies, but at the same time uh, demand equity. Brother Patrick? Oh, I'm how sorry, do we do both? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't know that question was to me. How do we make? I think, first of all, we have to get rid of the late, the capitalist society, and, and that's the reality of the situation. But when you're starting to think about problems, you have to kind of wipe that away and start with a clean slate and try to figure out. I, I, I don't know if it's a political, I don't know enough about Zambians what's going on in Zambia, to be quite honest, to, to give you an exact, I have my thoughts that I won't, I won't put forward here, but I, I think that we, I think it's the way that you approach the problem. You identify the problem, you analyze the problem, and you come up with solutions without borders, meaning without any constraint. Everything is on the table. Mm. And the interesting thing is that there are many people around the world, a lot of us, that will help. If you want to put up a model and you want to say, you know what, I think this is the way things should be done, I'm going to try it out, but we need a few mm -hmm. funds, we need some, you know, some money to do it, hey, I, I have my money ready to spend if it's something serious, right? Like, we, we, you have help. Like, there's help and there's people. There just needs to be put forth something that's tangible, that's real, that people can wrap their arms around, and they'll try to support, Right? I think the, the the whole question of you know equity and that kind of thing, we have money. Mm. We have money. We, it's not like we're broke. We have we all have some you know collectively we have money. But exactly. just coming up with you know this socialism, this party and that party and this party. He one of the things he said that people have. He said people have options. They can vote for this party, that party. But what about the people that just want solutions? Where do they where, where do they go? What about people who are not Good worried point. about party, who care less about a party, and just want mm -hmm. solutions to the problems that they face every single day? Where do they go? Do mm -hmm. they have an option? I don't. I, I I don't hear it. I don't hear it. Yeah, that, that's a good point, Roger, that uh, Patrick is raising uh, about people are just looking for solutions. But isn't the solutions in the leaders that we choose or put in power? Because, you see, the way the world system is structured, in my view, there's an element of entrusting these few individuals. I'm talking worldwide, okay? Even here in the United States, you see that these uh, Congress, Senate, 
like the situation that the country is facing right now. They can't just even agree, Patrick, on what they are going to put in this stimulus package. They can't. Meanwhile, people are facing eviction. They can't feed their families and things like that. I wanted to go back to something that Dr. Membe said, Roger. Remember, on this platform, we have said, Dr. Kasonso and Kalonde, you are the, the proponents of this. Research, research, research. You heard what he said about mango, about rice, about mm, mm. Those were you told. I mean, if you is the mango we have is the best. Did we even know that that mango came from where he told us it came from? From Brazil. It was imported into Zambia. Did you, I mean, we, we, historical information to some component is very important. I asked a question about foreign direct investment. Did we even ever think that Cecil Rhodes is a foreign, was a foreign, was, was, a, was an element of foreign direct investment? I mean, how many of us really looked at it that way? Like no, how many of us really yeah, looked that, at it that way? That was very useful. That was very educational. We'd never seen it that way. No, we never looked at it that way. We, we brag about Rhodes. Yeah, go ahead. I said we brag about Rhodes Scholars, and uh, <laughs> we didn't know that it was a, a, a detrimental empire. Yeah, it's, it's but, very true. So... Yeah, I know the argument that they, I know the issue we are having is the position of stance he has on political alliances. But me, I'm just taking it to that new way of thinking. Yeah, some people don't believe in that. Anyway, that's my position. Roger, this is to say, can I come what? in? Uh, yes, uh, I am. Yeah, uh, thank you again for having uh, Dr. Membe uh, come in. And I'm glad today he came in and explained how he ran his business and say that he was not only the one and he went and tell about uh, uh, since he was a young man, he was a socialist. Uh, just like anybody else, uh, uh, what uh, the current president, he decided to be a PF uh, and a member too, he has entitled to, to be a, a socialist. And uh, the one thing that all, all the parties that are forgetting is uh, we have uh, a weak government in Zambia. We don't have, uh, like, like here in America, we don't have a federal. And we don't have uh, a people who are scholar on, uh, on uh, a constitution. That everyone wants to get power, and everyone wants to come and tell us what to do, you know. But can you imagine as a foreigner when you come in, and if you read the constitution, that constitution gives you rights. You know, someone previously, now these parties who are coming in, someone today says, because I'm standing, I want to give you uh, the, uh, 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 the right. You know, what, what we are telling to talk, we need somebody who's going to come in there and then strengthen the government. The GRZ, the Republic, the, the, Zambia, the Republic of Zambian government. That no matter what, you know, the things that are going in here in the United States, you know, uh, Republicans, they, they will be removed out. The Democrats, you know, this, but the go federal government is the federal government, you know. And uh, I like the stand of Membe. Uh, I, I share his, uh, his view of uh, not joining just because we want to remove uh, uh, PF. 
you know that's that's our no no we should not just do that just do join because just like a member explained that uh what about when then when we get in power are we going to agree the same thing happened to hh he brought in uh uh the businessman uh, what's his name uh uh Mwila, you know <laughs> and some of us we are I I I, I like uh, HX before he brought in Mwila because of his stand and I'm saying this guy is going somewhere. Then he compromised. Are you talking about GBM Rayama? Which GBM? What is the brother talking about here? We're talking about GBM, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Was HX the president of Zambia at one time or what? No, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the standard uh, because we are giving our time on uh, on uh, 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 Doctor Membe. Uh, no, but stand, which you know, Mwila in the HH? There has never been a Mwila in the APNB. You mean talking about GBM? GBM. Sometimes history, history, I go ask me because sometimes I might see an angle to work with some people. We know that we are business natural and according to what is she very about it. I take it. It's about English for the benefit of everyone. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, some of us, we, uh, I enjoy, before uh, Mwila, Niva Mwila, but 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 even the current president, he can't, he can't uh, uh, have the same caliber like, uh, like, uh, like member. And uh, the socialist uh, group he has been to, uh, he has belonged to, they are supporting him, and he has benefited from them, and he has a right to to do to be what, what I mean uh, to do what what what, yeah, what he, he has doing. every right. So, um, uh, yeah, every, every but, right but, to. But the, but the thing that all Zambians we need to do is strengthen the constitution, strengthen the court. You know, I was, uh, I, I was, uh, I'm involved in something. You know, the United States government they went to Mexico to find the name of uh, the crime, the crime, the group. Uh, my name was written in Mexico. This is a, it, it, it's not, it's not, it's not a Republican. It's not a. The 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 uh, the 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 Democrats is not uh, Ben Sanders. It's the federal government, you know, and we need to strengthen that uh, federal government uh, of, of, of Zambia. That is something that all of us we should be talking about. Thank you very much for your time and thank you for the people that are coming to discuss issues. And I would like to welcome. Uh, uh, I haven't had the time to talk to Patrick. Uh, not Dr. Patrick, but the other Patrick. Thank you so much, and I hope you're going to stay and contribute uh, to to our discussion, Patrick. Uh, 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 Thank you, Vayama. Uh, that is yes. uh, Vayama, uh, uh, Brother Patrick, uh, Brother Chisewe. Uh, we call him Vayama, which means uncle, uncle in our <laughs> African uh, language. Okay, speak forward. Our, um, according to our discussion today, it was it's supposed to be Africa economic and trade uh, in the world of uh, COVID-19. Before we go there, uh, the Obama speech, um, they just ended the convention, uh, virtual co- convention, uh, up, uh, 
I, I just wanted people to have a, a, a take on uh, on that. How, how convincing? How convincing was that speech? How did you take that, that speech? People are saying it's a speech of the century. Although we hear all Obama speeches are speeches like also of the century. Uh, what did you have to say about uh, uh, the Obama speech? I, li I like the part where he said, um, ah, I didn't even write it down. No matter what Trump wa uh, 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 tries to do, probably he can't. Uh, he can't because uh, that is not just uh, uh, Trump. Uh, what would be your take like so -so, uh, on the o o Obama speech, one of the points you heard from there? Thank you so much for uh, engaging me on, the, on, on that spot. Um, in terms of delivery, I didn't think it was uh, the best of Obama's speeches. Uh, but, uh, no, it has no people, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. in terms of content, uh, Obama explained to the country uh, why he believed that the nation is heading in the wrong direction. And he kept it from... Uh, the context of the Constitution and how the Constitution um, mentioned this, but the Constitution has been amended 27 times. It means that there are some certain things. Uh, it, it is um, the United States as a country founded on its Constitution is a work in progress, and the, to, uh, it, the work in progress is intended to improve and better the lives of its own citizens. So it is always uh, empowering improvements and policy must also head in that direction. Yeah, but in the process of doing that, what the country has done uh, over the years, uh, students of history might agree with me, that the country makes this five steps forward in that direction, and occasionally would, they would take two steps back. And then they come they come up again and pick it up again and move now another five steps ben, forward ben, and two uh, steps back and another five steps and then two steps back so uh, it is a little bit the, the improvements in the united states society do not come wholesale they are incremental over the number of years and i felt that obama captured that incremental nature of the improvements in the human condition in the united states uh, the way the constitution captures it and particularly, he captured Donald Trump's reign as he steps backward. And the country needs to go back to the moving forward towards being a, a more just, a more equitable, and a, and, a more, and a more fair society. And also, he argued against the notion of make America great again. Uh, the notion of make America great again is that there were days when America was great. Now it's not great. Uh, the way he argued against that notion is to show that it's actually better than it used to be in the respect of treating people with citizens within its own borders. The improvements that have been strategically been made uh, the, under the policies of the current administration tries to take away from the improvements that have been made over the years. And he positions his, his partner and his vice president, his friend, Joe Biden, as the person to help uh, you know, push the country into uh, the, its regular direction, the path on, where, on which it has, it has been. So I think in that speech, Obama was clearly speaking as a father of the nation. Uh, although coming from the minority group and uh, the perspective of um, um, 
of, 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 of injustices. He wasn't coming from the, the, the group with the money who think everything is okay and, you know, the country should just move on like that. I think he spoke as, as a father of the nation, and he made uh, the case from the point of view of the story of the nation how uh, this country should uh, head in a different direction from what is obtaining in the current administration. That's the way I think about that speech. And uh, I, I hope uh, the, the unfortunate part is our, our, I don't know if we can call him, I think it should be our brother Trump, could learn one or two things. Uh, but how do you think uh, that, that speech, uh, the effect it will have to the, to the voters? Is it already forgotten or it was warning enough, um, or whoever can jump in here, warning enough to the young people uh, just to say, oh, things, uh, these people, well, the, yeah, go ahead. When it comes to the impact on, on the voters, uh, mm -hmm. that speech actually arms Obama's Obama's best to go and vote. You have to recognize that the environment yes. in the United States is mm -hmm. such that the, the people were, are just ready to have most of the people I meet with in my world. Before you even mention Joe Biden, most people were just like, we got to have a break from this. We got to just stop this. You know, it's like, it, it, it's like people's emotions suffocate from the antagonism, the, the constant attacks, the snippets, and the complaining from the highest office in the land, and just the lack of the, this camaraderie of bringing people together, you know? The, the country is divided. The divisions are pre-existing. They predate uh, Donald Trump. They predate Barack Obama. But it, it seems to me that over the last several years, over the last few years, the country has gone into this viciously divisive mode and the people are just, most of the people are just, that they can't take it anymore, you know. So that's why I mm. think that, uh, you know, the, the, the President Obama uh, harnesses those fears and those feelings and takes the power back to the people, that the power to make a change and to how, go in a different direction lies with the people to go and vote. I think the Obama, together with his wife, actually, they made a case for their best to come out and go and vote. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I agree. Well, we, we, we move on. Uh, one of the things I'm uh, thinking about, I don't know if we have heard of stories coming from Africa, uh, people looking for vaccines. I am imagining uh, that we as Africans are seated and are waiting for someone uh, to find a vaccine for COVID-19. My discussion uh, this morning, I want to find out whether we as Africans have learned something from COVID-19 or we are waiting for this uh, calamity to go away and everything to become normal and we go back to what we've been doing. Case in point. Africa only trades with Africa 15%. The rest of our money, as Brother Membe was saying, goes away. I don't know if we are going to call them the imperialists or 
whatever they want to call them. But we trade with the world. We send our money 90%. Today, as we speak, oil is not flowing from Nigeria to Europe. Oil is not flowing from Angola or is it Niger to China. There is no demand for it. Copper is not flowing as it's supposed to be flowing from Zambia to China. Because our trade is a foreign dependent. We as African countries and African on Zambia Broke Talk Radio, we the black people, what is COVID uh, telling us as far as economic, what should we start doing right now? Oh, are we waiting again for the powers that be to, to think for us? Who wants to go? If we are to really be serious about it, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, just like at individual level, if you are perpetually depending on other people to um, solve your, your situation, to create mm-hmm. a market for you, to do whatever, you are in trouble. Exactly. Our first step. Our first step as Africa is how many, what is the population of Africa? 1.2 billion. To trade, exactly. So if we can begin to trade and do business within the borders of Africa first, before we even look outside, we'll begin to make real meaningful strides in uh, alleviating a lot of the problems, the economic issues that our people have. Even if we just said trading on food alone, now, food alone does not just mean just the food that I buy from the store, because that food has to be transported somewhere. So there's vehicles, there's uh, road infrastructure, there's uh, gas, there's all these other components that come into that. So just on food alone would make huge strides. Um, uh, electricity from amongst ourselves, <clears throat> you know, amongst the Africans. Um, there are so many. And then technology. Those countries that have made headways in technology, how about they begin to see, okay, how do we reach to the rest of Africa before we even begin to look outside? You know, there, there's so many things. If we can stop, uh, and the only way, unfortunately, I think that's what stops us is there will have to be a period of pain in when you are weaning yourself from, uh, just like a baby, you're weaning yourself from the breast milk. They go through a period of throwing a few tantrums, but they come out stronger for it. You know, we otherwise... Um, uh, if we continue on this path where we are waiting for the rest of the world to determine what it needs and uh, give us some leftovers, you know, and, and that's why I think it's a, we challenge our, our highly learned, our university graduates, our, even the local people, actually. The way education is going now, we don't really need a degree to be innovative. But we challenge ourselves. How can we be innovative? What can we do with what we have? I think that's the problem mm. of our solution. You know, yes. otherwise, if we keep yes. talking to somebody else, we won't we even try to build a bridge over a, a, a six-foot uh, stream because money has to come from... Uh, I remember I'm Sokotwane one time. He came, and my mother was a teacher at Chingola Primary School. So when he came to inspect, like uh, Sokotwane, they were cobwebs in the ceiling. And he said to the headmaster, and the teachers were all there, my mother was narrating. He said, you mean you need money from Lusaka to remove those cobwebs? You know, and that's the mentality that we have certain things we can do for us. We can grow our own food. You know, we can build our own roads. 
we don't need the donors. And uh, as long as we depend on donors, we are our own. We'll keep going around in circles. That is... Um, I agree with... <laughs> Go ahead, Patrick. I was just saying I agree wholeheartedly with what the brother just said. I mean, I think that's so important. And if you do have to go outside for some assistance, you go to negotiate. These are all business transactions. So let's say with uh, electricity, um, Elon Musk powered 30,000 homes in Australia and saved their residents $116 million in energy costs over two years with his battery technology. If, if we go, if you go outside, you go to negotiate with somebody like that to say, look, these are our needs. What can you do for us? How, how can mm. you become, become self-sufficient with your technology? Can you build a plant here where we can build these solar cells for ourselves and start to – he might be open to it. So even if you have to go outside, you go outside with a different mentality, not to say, hey, gimme, 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 but you go to negotiate. And somebody like Elon Musk is somebody that is usually open to negotiation. Right, so I, I I agree with the brother with what your brother says, one hundred percent. Just wanted to get that. Mm. Uh, Roger, this is Tyler. Yes. Can I come in? Yeah. So please go ahead. Uh, in in agreement to what everybody is saying on the part the last part. Uh, I was talking to somebody today. They are talking Namibia, South Africa shut their borders. And uh, do you know that it's very difficult to even get a cow now, even in the south, because everybody is getting beef taken to Kasumbalesa to sell. Now, with this COVID situation, we have to realize that there's a way that the market, local market, should be able to supply Kasumbalesa, not beef from Namibia or from South Africa. We are pretty much close. These guys are going to come from Namibia through Zambia to supply the beef in Kasumbalesa. I'm just trying to comment on the area of COVID, what we can learn with what COVID did. Fortunately or unfortunately, the borders closed in Namibia and South Africa. That's when we can really see the picture of, oh, so you can supply these goods. And so not only should we just now look at go to Sinazengwe, Sinazengwe to go and buy goods, because that's what happens now somebody who was retrenched. I was talking to a friend who was retrenched because of COVID. Now they don't have a job. Now they're going to go buy the goat. How about rearing the goat itself as going into farming, not just a briefcase farmer. You go and buy the goats, you take it somewhere else. Then again, you wait. If the goats are finished, there's nothing you can do with somewhere else. Why don't we produce the goats? You've seen there's a market. You are retrenched. Why don't you go into farming? Where those goes and do that part. Now, that's just one part of uh, of the sections that COVID has brought. Secondly, you know, we believe in the other gentleman. I think his name is Patrick. He's talking about all the time going to negotiate, going to bring something. You're always begging people to do stuff. I learned a different way <laughs> uh, at the farm, at our own farm. I made sure that. I brought strawberries, that nothing that was ahead of. There's strawberries right now that they can pick up at the farm. 
that is something I and fortunately anyway it's not a COVID deal where oh there's nothing no. But I'm just saying that these are the things where you don't think it's possible but it's really possible to do it. <laughs> and to start supplying topics. ShopRite is calling. Instead of you know, we always complain ShopRite buys from South Africa and whatever. They're calling to get the same produce because it's locally produced and it's organically produced. So there's certain things that are different, and I just wanted to comment that this COVID yeah. is teaching us a lot. Yeah, I mean, this COVID, say, uh, I, I, that is my worry, uh, Titus, about uh, this COVID, is thinking the African is seated. We are waiting, including ourselves. We have a radio here. I'm not sure we've had uh, extensive discussions. Uh, maybe we have mentioned here and there. But start to bring people, uh, the powers that be, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, what have you learned from COVID as I a mean, people? The, other thing, uh, the customer next door, the customer next mm-hmm. door, what is our plan for the customer next door? Or are we, uh, I was looking at the numbers there, uh, gentlemen, here, 200 billion are uh, the trade with, uh, with China, Africa. 200 billion is going away to China. Oh, I don't know, maybe a little bit is coming to, to Africa. Imagine that money was to stay in Africa. I mean, <laughs> Roger, we have the Chinese, they're investing in Zambia. Have we ever even thought about doing a three-way where we have, what is that South African hospital where all the Zambian politicians die from? You are always airlifted going that way to South Africa. Now it's India. With this COVID, you can't go there. Why can't we bring an Indian STEM hospital as a joint venture for Zambia? You know, uh, in the South Africa, you can't go to South Africa today. You will not be admitted to South Africa. You know, I was watching HH the other day. He told his incoming ministers, he said, if you want to be a minister in my cabinet, uh, forget about uh, the GX. Titus, to your, to your point, to me, you should add on, if you get sick uh, in my government, forget about being airlifted to South Africa and to India, stuff like, like, like that. That's what COVID has told us. They can't tell I mean, us uh, all these uh, ministers, uh, they haven't gotten sick in the, in the past year, Nathan. They've been sick. But where are they going? I mean, who, they are stuck. They are stuck in, in, have, in Zambia. You know? We, we have the Indians in Zambia. Who that one was fighting with Rupiah Band? The richest guy, Meridian Finance Bank. Why Ma- wouldn't Matani. you use that Indian to... Yes. Why wouldn't you use that Indian to build that, yeah, that hospital that is in India, in Zambia? So nobody is to India. Well, right there, that's, uh, that's the where the problem is. Africa, why are we going to be using, using uh, why are we going to be using someone to go and bring someone? Why can't we sit down and do our own what is needed for Africa ourselves? That is where the problem is. Because I think we are always, I'm not sure Americans or Canadians, the titles, uh, want to say, oh, we want to build the best hospital like the one which is in Thailand. Maybe they do. But they sit down and put their designs on the table, come up with something like this. 
Some brother here talked about we can't even do a bridge, a mayor bridge. We can't do. China has to come and do a mayor bridge, and we are a 60-year-old country. And our engineers are working in, in London, right? Some are in London. Some are in London, but who are in London? Chirwa, my friend, Dix, where are engineers? They are working in London. <laughs> will, will, the, will the government commission those, those people to come back from London to design they the bridge? Or? Well, okay. they, they have to be a good They, they, they will happily do it, government. my brother Patrick. They, they, they will happily uh, uh, do it. Um, should I add on to say under uh, good conditions? A lot of us who are, who are here, uh, any government willing to invite the Zambians in diaspora, we've looked at a lot of good things we would like our country to, to have. And, Roger, and you, know, you know, Roger, if our um, <clears throat> government was um, sincere about wanting to develop the country, and there were any projects that we have in Zambia, if there were no kickbacks, there are enough engineers in Zambia who can do it. Those of us in the diaspora would not even begin to talk as if uh, we know better than everyone in Zambia. Some of those guys who are living in Zambia were educated here in the same schools we go to. They went home. But the culture and what the government does, the corruption and everything, you find that they arrive in Zambia, after two, three years, you are just doing business the same as usual. And all your knowledge keeps going to waste. The, you know, so the, 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 um, the problems in Zambia are... Um, or Africa. I don't want to say not, not or Africa. You know, it, it, <laughs> it's corruption is big. It's really, really big. That's why, for me, it's not about the, the political party. It is about the cause. Anybody who stands up and say wants to leave Zambia, what is the cause? What is this that makes you uh, sleep, uh, no sleep at night? How do you mm. feel when you see people lining up and selling Mumusebo, introducing Mumatipa, they are selling food there, and, uh, and you, you just ignore it, you just walk away, and then somebody mm-hmm. comes up and something tears in him and says, I don't care what it costs. If we don't have people who stand up like that, like uh, mm. I, I was listening to... Um, uh, some other, another politician uh, name is not important, and the PC admitted that anyone who comes out is going to be the same situation <laughs> if we don't change certain things. Said yes, mm. we need to get these people out, but when the next one comes in, we still have to ensure that ABCD is changed because he may fall into the same cycle as all these other political parties. So our job is not yes remove the current. But in removing the current, during the first few years when you have the goodwill of the people, let's ensure that we take, uh, for me, it's too much power existed in the president. And then the people, for instance, we live in Shingola, in Shingola where I come from, right? Even the, 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 the court system, if the president does not like you, you don't have that job. So when the president says anything wrong, how do you stand up to him? and say, no, Mr. President, your idea may be right for Lusaka, but in Shingola, we are different. These are the conditions. So this other idea would work better for us. It doesn't work that way. Exactly. If Lusaka doesn't sanction, you are done. Even at the standard, uh, you exactly. know, those are the exactly. things that frustrate professionals in Zambia. We've got to yeah. figure out yeah. a way of getting around the government and instilling in our people to do for ourselves. 
Okay, uh, I hope uh, I had a lot of questions and a lot of clips to play actually uh, regarding this issue. Let's keep thinking about it. Uh, I'm still asking questions why our people are just seated, uh, number one, waiting for a vaccine. I remember talked about we don't do research. So I hope we can do an extensive uh, discussion on this. Uh, but for now, thank you for, for joining us uh, next week. Uh, under UPND, I may be interviewing former finance minister, but that one you have to buy tickets. Uh, $10, we are raising money <laughs> so that we can, we can remove, we can remove uh, uh, the PF government. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thank you so much.